So now we've got the next installment of the Apex Protocol Series, where I outline the most potent techniques and systems for unleashing your Apex potential. And in this episode, we're going to be covering the 10 commandments for a successful dopamine detox. For those of you who are unfamiliar, a dopamine detox is a process of removing low-value, high-stimulation activity in hopes of resensitizing your brain to more natural rewards. Basically, like if we're gonna if we're gonna give you a story to encapsulate the power of this, all right? I used to be what I would describe as a man of intention. Okay, I really had all these big hopes and dreams for myself about what I was gonna accomplish. But when it came down to actually getting stuff done, I just couldn't get myself to do it at all. It just seemed so uncomfortable, so hard, and I would get so dis- distracted so quickly. And the reason I found out later was because I was plugged in to a bunch of stuff that really screwed up my neurochemistry. Like I was addicted to porn, sex, video games, um, uh, partying, uh, and internet surfing. Like basically super highly stimulating stuff that like compared – like when I when real life – was brought into the picture, it just seemed like it was, it sucked comparatively, right? It's kind of like if you're always eating junk food and candy and stuff like that, normal healthy food is going to taste nasty through comparison. And the same sort of thing holds through holds true with our our neurochemistry. And if you're constantly absorbing this, you know, internet-driven super stimulatory stuff, then regular life, regular discipline, regular goals are just going to seem unappealing and it's going to be like feel like a monstrous grind to get yourself to do anything useful. And so the idea here is that if you go through a dopamine detox, you cut out this lower value, higher stimulation stuff is that you can resensitize your brain and then you can get your brain actually hungry and interested and hooked on useful, productive stuff. Big challenge, though, is actually getting through that adaptation phase where you cut it out. And so that's what I'm going to be covering here is 10 rules that will help you do this, 10 commandments of the dopamine detox. So if you've been struggling with this and you would like to make this happen, well, then I think you'll really enjoy this. So it's been a little while since I've talked about dopamine detoxing, even though that was one of the biggest reasons why my channel blew blew up. I think I was... I don't know if I was the very first person to talk about dopamine detoxes, but I came up with that concept on my own. And if someone else did it, then we just got, we just were tuned in on the same wavelength. But I was one of the first people who like popularized this idea. Um, And you can go back and look at the videos and the timeline and stuff like that. But it kind of blew up since then. It's really, you know, caught on in the culture. And uh, I see some good advice around it. And I see a lot of bad advice. So I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of go through and give you guys like the high level perspective about how you should be like going through this sort of thing, because there's a lot of ways to do it wrong and screw it up and make it a lot harder than it needs to be. Commandment number one of a dopamine detox is you want to get rid of the most damaging thing first. Okay. And it, it seems obvious maybe, but like a lot of people don't do this. Okay. So what, how do you define the most damaging thing? Well, it's the thing that provides the highest level of stimulation and the most negative impact, okay? So for me personally, that was definitely porn use, okay? Because that, you know, porn is, it's, it's probably, I think it is the most potent natural, natural, it's not really natural at all, but like it's the most potent non-substance induced kind of dopamine high you can get. 
And so like because of that, it's the most easily abusable. And, uh, you know, it just gives you this massive dopamine dump, but really no value in return other than relieving, you know, a bit of tension that usually is the result of actually already being addicted. Most guys get hooked on this stuff very young, especially today. Um, you know, my, my generation was kind of the first generation that grew up with Internet. And so, you know, we're one of the, the first generations to have that sense, you know, hitting puberty. So you want to get rid of that first before you move to the other thing. So like if you don't have – like say you've got multiple addictions. Say you've got you know drug, alcohol stuff. You've got porn. You've got video games. You've got internet. All these things your brain's hooked on. Like the only thing I would put before porn would be – you know, serious mental illness stuff that you need like actual help with or uh, addictions, like especially substance addictions. Um, those things, they should come first. Clear those up first and, you know, get whatever sort of appropriate help you need. Um, but after that, probably then porn, then it's a toss up for people. You know, maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's uh, certain websites like uh, Reddit, Reddit. Uh, maybe it's YouTube, uh, maybe it's video games. For me, video games came after porn. So I had to, so it's like you do them in order. Okay. You don't do them all at once, but you do the most damaging one first. Second commandment is don't remove anything else during that period if you can help it. Okay. So for uh, connected triggers, you may need to, but like in general, you don't want to quit multiple things at one time. So don't quit porn and video games. Just quit porn or just quit video games or just quit, you know, a certain kind of like internet thing, maybe social media. Okay. Just do one. And then don't also like cut out sugar at the same time or cut out coffee at the same time. Don't do that. Keep it to one thing. Keep it focused. And, um, like there are slight exceptions to this. So for example, if someone, um, always combines a certain behavior. So for example, say someone's like, you know, I've seen this before. Someone like always, like scrolls Instagram like hotties before going to porn and it's like a, a tied habit cycle, well, then they're going to have to get rid of that too. They're going to have to get rid of the other link in the chain. So they might quit Instagram and porn at the same time. So that's the only exception is when it's actually tied to the core thing that you're trying uh, to do. But otherwise, you don't want to be cutting out multiple things at once because it just creates too much of a vacuum. And this is what leads us into the third commandment, which is replace the old behavior with something better. Okay? You know, it's, <laughs> it's like anytime you take something out, You've got to put something in. That's the fundamentals of habit replacement, all right? And there's a little bit of nuance to this. you got to avoid trying to make super hard contrasts, okay? So, like, someone will be like, all right, I, I do two hours of internet surfing each night, and I want to take those two hours out, and I want to replace them with two hours of, like, hyper-focused productivity, Okay. That's usually the wrong way to do it. You know, another example of this would be someone who's like, all right, every time you want to watch porn, instead you're going to do push-ups. Bad strategy, okay? Because in general, we use these sorts of escapes, these super stimulatory sort of activities uh, to serve some sort of purpose. And we got to figure out what that purpose is in our life and find a better way of treating it. So, for example, like you might actually need a suite of smaller changes in habits. Okay. So, uh, for example, if a guy's quitting porn, uh, usually he needs just a suite of smaller, like self care 
routines. Maybe he needs better sleep, better nutrition. Maybe he needs uh, a better way to manage his emotions, like self-talk stuff. Like for the bigger the the problem, usually the the more complex the solution. But like you got to think about it a little bit. You know, it might, maybe it's a a chunk of productivity. Like so go back to the scenario of the guy who's got two hours of internet surfing in the evening. Okay, maybe what you do is you say, all right, I'm going to do half hour of productivity, and then the other hour and a half. I'm going to focus on just doing a less bad form of relaxation. So like maybe read, you're going to read or you're going to go for a walk or maybe do both of them, right? So you can kind of blend it, but you have to figure out what is the general replacement look like. And if you want like more in-depth stuff around that, well, you can check out my reboot regimen guide if you're looking for what this looks like in relation to porn. You can get that by clicking the link below, the free guide section. Um, or you can just follow my, my other material. But like, yeah, you, you got you to gotta think through what it is you're going to be replacing it with. And this leads us to commandment number four, okay? You want to optimize around your low points. And so what does this mean, okay? Well, a lot of guys, I think they get a little too aggressive with what they're trying to accomplish and they get a little too overconfident. Um, and so what they think is like, I'm going to cut out the internet surfing completely and then I'm going to do, um, you know, that two hour block, right, of hard stuff. It's, it's not going to work. And so what we got to do is we got to ask ourselves, what could I expect for myself on a bad day? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the point of this one is like, you're not always going to be at your best. Okay, you're not always going to be feeling like a million bucks. You're not always going to be able to push yourself to the limit. And so consistency really trumps anything else with conditioning stuff. So we have to make sure that our plan is doable when we are not doing well. So when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're frustrated, can you follow your habit replacement plan? And if you can't, well, you have to make it more reasonable. Okay, maybe you have to scale back the intensity of what you're trying to accomplish. Maybe instead of cutting out all internet, you just cut out the most damaging website. Okay, maybe instead of um, trying to replace it with all productivity, you know, we 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 make it even more of a gentle sort of blend, right? And so, just making sure that you are being aware of. Uh, what your capacity is and making sure that whatever your goals are, you can do even on a bad day, that's going to help you a huge amount. Don't try and do something that requires you to be at 100%. Otherwise, it's just, you know, you're going to fail because you're never going to be at 100% for, for long enough to really get that kind of reconditioning to occur. On to fifth commandment. Fifth commandment is you want to focus on trading up in dopamine behaviors over time. So this is something that is hard for a lot of people. They want to cut out all their bad habits all at once. It's just not going to happen, right? You can do it all. You just can't do it all at once. And so what, what kind of timelines can we, can we use for this sort of thing? So if you're doing something big, like quitting porn, or if you got some kind of significant like video game addiction or something like that, that might take three to six months. You know, like 90 days is like the minimum for a serious shift where you just want to be focusing totally on that thing until you can nail it for 90 days. That's the, that's the traditional reboot strategy. And if you relapse, well, you start over. And until you hit 90 days, then you don't move on to like shifting anything else. Okay. And you want to do it in kind of like a step pattern. So for example, when I first quit porn, I played a bunch of video games. I played actually more video games. And that was okay because I was cutting out the more damaging thing because I started with the more damaging thing. But then I worked on the video games after that, okay? 
Same sort of thing is what you want to do too. You want to just trade up. So if you're, you know, maybe your ideal is to be at a place where you are uh, reading, you know, classical literature and scientific research papers in your free time. But like right now, you're like, you know, a video game internet junkie. Okay. Maybe what you got to do is you cut out some of that internet surfing time and you trade it for reading fiction books. It's not quite, you know, high end literature and scientific journals, but it's a step in the right direction. And that's what you want to be doing is just going steps in the right direction. Because if you try and do something too extreme, um, you're just probably not going to stick with it. The only way that you can go super extreme is if you're super motivated, which if you are, well, then go for it. But if you're not getting the results, you're not able to follow through, you have to make it easier or you have to figure out how to make it less voluntary. And so that's usually more difficult. Like you'd have to like hire a team or send yourself away to a rehab center. And a lot of that stuff doesn't really make sense for dopamine detoxing. Next commandment is master your junction points. So in order to actually pull this stuff off, in order to actually be able to make these kinds of changes, you have to think the right things at the right time. And then you have to do the right things at the right times, right? And these times, these are the critical moments. These are the junction points in your behaviors. And so it's like you have to understand what this cycle looks like for you. What time do you tend to use this thing that you're trying to cut out? How are you normally feeling? What's the thought process that you engage in when you go and do that thing? What does the new thought process have to look like specifically at that moment of decision when you're filled with a craving, right? And you really got to nail this stuff down because if you don't get that junction point right, then you will never succeed, at least not sustainably. And so that's that's what the heart of a lot of this kind of deep habit shift stuff is centered around is like, optimizing your responses, your conditioned responses in these critical moments. And so if you want an in-depth guide on how to do that, uh, because there's a fair bit to it, then check out the the free guides I've got below, uh, particularly the Metascript method, because it's a journaling technique that I can teach you how to really program your mind to think the right things in those moments. So it's like you want to be telling yourself the truth of what you really want, focusing on what like how it's going to serve you, focusing on how the other stuff isn't going to work and making sure that you actually think those thoughts, right? Like we need to train your brain to think those thoughts in the moment because otherwise it's going to blow right past those critical moments on autopilot and you're not going to be able to make the sort of shift that you're looking for. So this next commandment it's it's about a bit of a deeper issue too and this is about addressing your underlying emotional pain. You know, commandment number eight is that you have to address your underlying emotional pains if there are any. Otherwise, everything's going to come crashing down. Like, and this, another way of phrasing this is don't white knuckle it. So white knuckling is the idea that you're just going to brute force your way through, just going to, you know, repress any emotion that comes up when it comes time to, to make these decisions. And if you just keep squashing that feeling down, well, then eventually you're going to be able to, to change your habits. And that only works if you're already super healthy and you don't have any underlying issues, which is really not the case for the majority of people doing this kind of stuff. And what you need to do, you need to understand, all right, is there anything else at play here that's causing me to use this in an unhealthy manner? So, for example, maybe, you know, if a guy's really hooked on porn, maybe he's got a lot, he's got loneliness issues. Okay, and he's lonely. Maybe that's why he's doing it. Or maybe he's super stressed because of, you know, 
maybe his job's rough, or maybe he uh, he's got poor discipline and he's always behind in things, or you know who knows? It could be a million reasons, right? Maybe you search, maybe someone's hooked on social media because they feel significantly inadequate and they like to look at people who are rich and successful and, and like project themselves onto them. So it's actually an underlying feeling of inadequacy that's, that's driving them to do this. And so if they deny themselves their fix, well, then all of a sudden those deeper issues, those deeper pains are going to start bubbling to the surface. And they're going to feel like a craving at first, but as you push through them, they're just going to actually start feeling worse and worse and worse. And until you understand what those feelings are and actually address them, then they will always eventually trigger an autopilot and you'll just go do the thing that makes the feeling go away. So you want to pay attention to that. The Metascript method will help you understand those things. And so will my self-talk series. They'll help you understand them. And you need to. And you can factor that into the response, right? You can factor that into the the replacement activity that we talked about previously. So it's like if you say the issue is loneliness, well, then maybe one of your replacement activities for cutting this thing out is more social time. So instead of 